the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Trump says he's ready to return to the campaign trail, heads to Florida for a rally tomorrow. A White House doctor says the president no longer at risk of transmitting the virus, but did not say explicitly whether Mr. Trump has tested negative for it. Meanwhile, Florida officials now say that state's biggest one-day total of confirmed virus cases since late August. Department of Health says there were 3,700 new cases in the previous 24 hours and nearly 1,800 for the day before that. Some good news. The average price of regular-grade gas fell... Well, a half a penny the past two weeks to just under two and a quarter. Industry analyst Trilby Lundberg says the prices may change a little in the coming days as the hurricanes pummel the Gulf Coast. This is SRN News. This weekend, the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Reporters overreacted Donald Trump removing his mask. It's like something out of North Korea. The dear leader comes out and off goes the mask. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Should the president confirm his nominee for the next Supreme Court justice before the election? Or should he wait to confirm Amy Coney Barrett until afterwards? Well, let us know what you think by taking our Supreme Court vacancy mini survey at our Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Just past 4 o'clock on the Sunday here in the Twin Cities. Take a look at your forecast for today. Partly sunny and breezy. We've reached a high of 70. And we got the victory hour with Andrew Parker coming up next right here on AM 1280, The Patriots. AM 1280, The Patriot. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills. But let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build a bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Whether you love it or hate it, winter is upon us. Start preparing before it's too late. Bundle up and save some cash. This fall is the perfect time for Standard Heating and Air Conditioning's Bundle Up for Savings Sale, where you can save at least $1,000 on a new high-efficiency furnace, giving you and your family toasty comfort all season long. In addition to saving $1,000 or more on your new high-efficiency furnace, they're offering payment options for 0% financing. You can take comfort in knowing that Standard Heating has been serving Twin Cities homeowners since 1930 and that their NATE-certified technicians will get the job done right and right away. So don't wait for winter. Start bundling up and take advantage of this sale. 
This offer ends October 31st. Learn how you can save $1,000 or more on your new furnace at standardheating.com slash patriot. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve since 1930. AM 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio, they go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his direction. It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I am Andrew Parker here once again, and this week will be no different in terms of being uh, the best hour of radio of the week. In fact, uh, it goes above and beyond. We are going to have a point-counterpoint. Like, uh, what, the old William F. Buckley days? Uh, who was on there with him? Gore Vidal, I know, was for for a while. as, uh, And then they, uh, they had quite a dislike for one another. But that isn't going to be the case today. We are going to have a point-counterpoint between myself representing the positions of uh, Donald J. Trump and expressing why he would be the uh, better president Uh, to handle certain policy issues that we will discuss uh, today. And Minnesota State Senator uh, from the DFL, Ron Latz, uh, will uh, be with us just in a few minutes. And he will take on the role of uh, expressing his views that, in fact, Joe Biden would be far better uh, to handle the serious issues of of the day. We are going to talk about Various topics uh, today, uh, including coronavirus, economy and taxes, race relations, and public order. And, of course, we don't want to miss U.S.-Israel relations and Middle East policy. If we have time, we'll try to throw in a couple of other topic areas uh, to debate back and forth. Uh, Maybe the Supreme Court, which is on everybody's mind as we start the uh, uh, hearings on Amy Coney Barrett tomorrow, in fact. Uh, listen, jot this down with your number two pencil and yellow pad. By the way, follow me on Facebook. You could have seen me raise that number two pencil, which I carry with me all the time, along with my yellow pad. Jot this down next week, uh, October 18th. We will have Congressman Pete Stauber with us on the Victory Hour, just a uh, few, a couple of weeks in advance of uh, this all-important election. And on the 25th of October, we're hoping to have Congre- either Congressman Tom Emmer or uh, Jim Hagedorn. I uh, am also trying to get uh, Senate candidates Jason Lewis or Tina Smith uh, on the show. Uh, as well on the 25th. And on November 1st will be our, uh, uh, every four years, we did this four years ago, remember Tim Pawlenty was with us just a couple of days before the election, uh, the uh, Victory Hours Prediction Show. And we also did it during the uh, 2018 off-presidential year uh, election. Excellent show, and Frankly, our predictions have been fairly solid. So without further ado, uh, let's let's get right on with it. Talking about Joe Biden, 
who wants to become the president of the United States with his running mate, Kamala Harris, uh, or Donald J. Trump for another four years with his vice president, Mike Pence. And joining us to have this discussion and debate and to take uh, the Democrat side is longtime DFLer, longtime uh, Democrat, Minnesota State Senator for the last, got to be 13, 14 years now, uh, and a good friend of mine, Harvard Law School grad, excellent lawyer, outstanding lawyer at Lats and Lats. His father and mine were uh, good friends for many, many years. Uh, and I'm honored to have him with us once again on the Victory Hour. Ron, how are you today? I'm doing great, Andy. How are you? Excellent. And as Ron and I have talked about this, we are going to try to show everyone how to actually have a civil and respectful uh, and respectable uh, debate. That's enough. Put down the mic. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We, we're not going to have those sorts of interruptions. That's the point. Uh, and we're going to talk about the serious issues that people are, are really considering when they uh, go to the ballot box on November 3rd, uh, including, as I mentioned, coronavirus, uh, the economy, race relations, uh, Israel, which is an important topic we talk about on this show. Maybe we'll get to the Supreme Court as well. Ron and I are each going to take about two minutes, uh, uninterrupted, to uh, discuss uh, one topic at a time, then the other uh, will go. Ron will be talking about why he believes uh, Joe Biden is the better of the two candidates for president to handle these critical policy issues, both in terms of their history, their plans for the future, uh, words they've spoken, actions they've taken, and both of these candidates have... uh, uh, a lot of uh, arrows in the quiver to fire as it relates to their history. Uh, so let's start out with uh, the coronavirus as our initial topic. And, Ron, I will uh, give you the opening salvo. I'll start the next round. But uh, uh, go ahead for the next uh, couple of minutes and uh, let us know your thoughts as it relates to the coronavirus and why the Democrats, and more particularly Joe Biden, uh, will be the uh, better leader to bring us through the rest of this pandemic. Well, uh, Andy, first of all, I think we need to recognize, as does uh, Joe Biden, that this really is a serious public health crisis, Um, that uh, we have a virus that spreads fairly easily, that is far more lethal than the standard flu, um, for which we do not have yet a vaccine, for which we have improving therapeutics, treatment for those who get sick, but nothing, uh, no great breakthroughs um, that will cure uh, necessarily someone who gets it. And that it has a disproportionate impact on different communities, especially communities of color that seem to be more susceptible to the COVID virus and uh, perhaps uh, getting more sick because of it, which probably relates to well-established underlying uh, health quality disparities um, within those communities as well. Uh, So we need to recognize that it's a real problem and that we need to take the appropriate steps and show the appropriate leadership Uh, to address that problem. Uh, This comes down really to two things. One is uh, something that I learned um, very young uh, in high school when I was active in in local organizations, which is the whole concept of leadership by example. Um, What you say, what you do as a leader has an impact, an outsized impact on the people around you and the people that are looking to you for leadership. Um, so that your messaging has to be consistent um, and recognize the seriousness of the problem. And then secondly, you've got to have appropriate policies in place uh, to address that. And that starts in the very beginning with a respect for what the science is telling us. You know, science doesn't know everything. 
but we know a whole lot about science um, or through science about disease and its impact on, on individual health and public health. And if we start off by ignoring the science and telling the world that our scientists are wrong or don't understand it, um, then it uh, really causes a lot of strain on the system and leads to a lot more deaths. Straight up, it just leads to a lot more people dying. So I think those are my two minutes. Well, it, I got it, it, to add after you, so. No, I, uh, I, you know, I appreciate it, uh, and you hit on a, a couple of very important uh, points. I'm going to be, uh, we're going to have to take a hard break here uh, shortly, uh, but um, the the upshot of what you're saying is that you know Donald Trump did not do that. Uh, he had an inconsistent message, uh, and his message did not take it as seriously as it should have been taken. And his policies did not avoid uh, the the deaths that you know he, he should have been able to avoid, uh, is my sense. And if Joe Biden takes over, he'll uh, do a better job at that. Um, I uh, you know I want to start out by uh, simply saying that there's no question this is a serious disease. I believe Donald Trump took it very seriously. In fact, you know he set up a task force. He closed down uh, travel from China, which is where uh, this disease uh, started and where it was delivered uh, around the world. Uh, Unbeknownst or intentionally, who knows, but that is where it started. He shut down travel there. He shut down travel in Europe. By the way, uh, Joe Biden came out and opposed that shutdown of travel, initially at least, uh, he changed his view later, but uh, initially saying it was xenophobic, attacking the president for doing that. It now turns out uh, Joe Biden, if he were uh, president at the time, and he presumably wouldn't have shut down travel, it could have cost much more, uh, many more lives. So, you know, I, I make that point as uh, as point number one. Uh, I'm going to continue on the other side of this break. I want to make sure everybody stays with us as we've got a number of more topics and uh, we'll be going back and forth on the uh, uh, Biden-Trump battle for the U.S. presidency and who will lead the free world during the next four years. Go to ParkerDK.com while we're on this short break and uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, Contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers join gene sullivan each week on where you live where he takes on uh gene who do you take on anyway maniacal landlords slippery renters overbearing hoa boards demanding homeowners oh and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us it's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live 
Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the victory hour. And in the memory of uh, Eddie Van Halen, we play Van Halen. As our bumper music this week, yes. The best of all genres. Including this rock and roll, somewhat heavy metal. What an artist, Eddie Van Halen. We are back and we're joined by Minnesota State Senator Ron Latz. Uh, Ron and I are debating back and forth who would be best to lead the United States on various critical topics that we are discussing. The first is coronavirus, each of us taking a couple of minutes uh, as Ron is taking the Biden side and I am taking the Donald Trump side. Uh, I've got about a minute and a half here and I will uh, begin. I, um, in addition to the point about, uh, you know, that, that there, uh, the, the, Travel was uh, closed, and Biden wouldn't have done that, and it would have cost many more lives. Uh, A plan, the plan that Trump developed. Now, remember this. People have not talked about this, and I don't know why they haven't. Remember when this initially occurred, Donald Trump said that he was going to have a national plan, and he was going to direct governors of states what they needed to do. And there it was a hue and a cry and an outrage. You cannot do that. You don't have the right to do that. And so the governors took charge. And do not forget that. And when you take a look at the numbers, not just of cases, but much more importantly of death rates, the number of de- in, in the death rate in blue states far outweighs. In fact, of the top 11 states and the top uh, death rate totals uh, over, I believe it's five or 6,000 deaths in any particular state, uh, nine of them, and per million I'm talking about now, this is per capita. Nine of them uh, are blue state governors who all virtually all locked down. Yet the death rate was still higher. And one of the big reasons for that is that these Democrats did not protect those who needed protecting. So when you talk about a plan, it is not a plan at the federal level that can do that. It's the fl- plan at the state level and the Dems just didn't, didn't uh, uh, handle it well at all. In fact, the long-term care facility deaths uh, are a huge percentage of the 200 and some thousand uh, who have died. And by the way, that 200 and some thousand uh, number, yes, it's a, it, it, those are real deaths and tragedies. But realize that the median age is well into the 70s. In Minnesota, it's 83 years old. The comorbidity of these, uh, you know, individuals who passed away who contracted uh, COVID, the comorbidity is in the 90 to 90, what? It's 94 percent, I think the CDC said, I'm sure they said, of all of the deaths had comorbidity. So uh, we have to remember that. In addition, uh, listen, uh, the, the death rate per million is one-fifth of what the Asian flu was. It's one-third of what the Hong Kong flu was. This was in the 50s and in the 60s. 
and they had no economic uh, lockdowns then. Now, I'm not suggesting that this isn't a very serious disease. It certainly is. But cost-benefit analysis is what politicians and what policy decision-makers have to uh, engage in, and they just haven't. If you want Spain, you elect Joe Biden. Lockdown, big death rate, uh, you know, kill the economy. He's, he's going to call for another lockdown if he gets uh, elected because the cases are not going down. You have to be able to accept that cases are not going to go down. He will not. And the Democrats' view is we cannot. Listen, that's a view. It's just a different view. Uh, uh, or you can have Sweden. They never lock down. And their death rate is lower than Spain's. Uh, you know, so in the United States is in between. And I'm talking about per capita now. So when you look at the numbers, uh, and one last point, scientists and science. Well, the numbers, uh, we were supposed to have 74,000 dead in Minnesota. Well, you know, it, it just didn't happen. People say, well, it's because, you know, they locked down, et cetera, et cetera. No, that was the modeling if we locked down. And even after we locked down, it was we're going to have 22,000 by July. Well, that never happened. Then we're going to have 1,000 a week. Well, that never happened. In fact, what has happened is very few, uh, you know, under 20 uh, uh uh, a day or a week, uh, actually under 100 a week, uh, have um, passed away uh, who have contracted COVID in Minnesota. And of, uh, of those, uh, a huge percentage, like 70 to 80 percent, are in long-term care facilities. That doesn't make it worse. That just means we're not doing a very good job of taking care of those we need to really take care of to make sure they don't catch it. Ron, uh, I'll let you have the last word. A lot to unpack there. Uh, let's just say that, uh, for starters, the scientists are all pretty uniform, including Dr. Fauci and Michael Osterholm from the University of Minnesota, in saying that if everyone just wore masks for a couple of months, we could cut the death rate in half, the number of deaths that are projected to happen in half. Masks are important. And uh, the president has flouted that. He's held events indoors. Uh, where people, very few people are wearing masks. Uh, he's held events outdoors where people are packed closely together. They become super spreader events. Um, and the result of that has been uh, spreading of the coronavirus. Uh, when the president became president or shortly thereafter, um, they disbanded the pandemic response group that was, had been established by the Obama-Biden uh, administration um, in the White House. So they didn't even have the, the top experts in the world um, who had the connections to try to coordinate a national response uh, on staff any longer. Um, with regard to the travel that you mentioned, um, the China and the Europe travel, uh, uh, they were not complete shutdowns. In fact, American citizens that were overseas were allowed to come back. And so you saw a rush of people who were in those other countries that had been infected coming back and bringing it into the United States because they're American citizens uh, trying to get home. Um, the blue state, dis red state disparity, I mean, I hate to see us treat all of this as uh, Republican, Democratic in terms of the states, uh, but the fact is uh, many of the blue states just simply have a higher population density um, altogether, and that is a factor in the spread of the disease. And the younger folks who get the disease, they may not die, but many of them will have long-term health problems, and they will indeed spread it to other family members. Um, who are more vulnerable, uh, either older or have comorbidities. So uh, a, a President Biden uh, would focus on reducing the number of new cases uh, significantly, meaning making uh, leadership by example again. He wears a mask. He'd encourage people to wear masks, um, not hold events where they're packed together without masks. Um, they need to coordinate the supply of, of, uh, of uh, personal protective equipment um, and the uh, medical care. Uh, equipment and the, the president does have power under the Defense Production Act uh, to do these things, and, and this current president simply has not utilized that authority uh, in a coordinated way or effectively. Um, my information from our own state level is that the states were left scrambling, fighting each other for limited supplies 
because the president would not coordinate things on a national level. Uh, we need to expand testing, uh, get contact tracing um, uh, expanded as well. Uh, need to get the second form of testing in the form of rapid serology tests um, out there to check to see who has already been infected and has antibodies uh, so we can know who is safe and who is not safe to be out and about. And, uh, and that goes on top of making sure that our medical facilities are prepared um, when there are flare-ups. We are seeing a flare-up again in Minnesota right now because people have let their guard down. They're anxious. They want to get out. They want to socialize. They're back in restaurants and bars and, and family gatherings. They're not wearing masks as frequently as they should, and we're seeing the results of that. So as, as before, we can take steps, and, yes, the states have a critical role to play here, but the federal government has simply failed uh, to do its part um, and has, in fact, left the states scrambling against each other um, and trying to coordinate their own local manufacturing bases, which we are fortunate to have in Minnesota. Um, to help supply that PPE um, and the medical care uh, that's important for us. Well, I, ju- I just have to add um, to uh, that w- long list that you uh, ha- have given regarding uh, attacks on the president or at least his handling of the matter more specifically. Uh, you know, the, uh, the ventilators, uh, I don't believe there is any statistic indicating anyone uh, died for lack of a ventilator. PPE was uh, uh, difficult at the beginning. However, uh, it was ramped up uh, very quickly. Many would say he did an excellent job in that regard. As far as masks, masks were unimportant, then they were important, then they were unimportant. Now it's like they're the savior. Uh, most scientists say they're not the savior uh, at all. And if you wear masks, I, I hear you saying... Uh, they say that it'll cut the death rate uh, uh, in half. I would just commend people to take a look at this week several dozen of the top scientists and professor- professionals and medical practitioners with the top credentials from Harvard, Stanford, uh, Yale, uh, Oxford uh, have come out with a letter which now has been signed on to by a thousand, more than a thousand. Uh, biological scientists and 1,500 medical practitioners uh, who are uh, expert in this area uh, saying that lockdowns uh, are not the way to go uh, in terms of resolving uh, these issues. And that's really at the, at the heart of it. Masks, no masks. I don't have a problem with masks. The president has said he doesn't have a problem with masks. Keep people with masks on. But uh, we've had masks on for quite a while uh, now and uh, pretty strictly uh, in places where, in fact, uh, more cases have resulted. And again, uh, you know, a lot of people believe it's not about the number of cases. The more cases, the closer you get to population immunity, which people who say population immunity is uh, is uh, uh, ridiculous or it's, it's not a scientific theory, uh, that is being belied by these thousands of scientists who say it's, it's a critical uh, theory, particularly in this scenario. I think we uh, have exhausted that topic. The next topic is economy and taxes. And uh, I think we'll pick that up on the other side of this short break. We're going to hit economy and taxes uh, on the ne- in the next segment along with race relations. And uh, I will try to uh, stay closer to the time limit uh, that we have set. We're joined today by Minnesota State Senator, outstanding lawyer, and uh, outstanding Minnesota State Senator as well. Uh, harken back to the years of Hubert H. Humphrey, obviously, Ron, not that old, but uh, I think his father was a big supporter of Hubert Humphrey and friend of Hubert Humphrey, as well as my father, and those were the days. We have different days today on both sides of the aisle, but uh, Ron has been kind enough to join us today and putting forth a strong argument for Joe Biden as we talk about his attempt to unseat President Donald J. Trump. Stay with us. We'll be right back with the Victory Hour. In the meantime, go to ParkerDK.com with what is a renewed new 
Fresh, award-winning, some say, website. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and we are talking with Minnesota State Senator Ron Latz, a member of the DFL here in Minnesota for many, many years and has been a state senator since 2007 uh, when he was uh, first elected. Uh, Ron and I are talking about this battle between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and I am going to start off the next topic area. And that is on the economy. Uh, my view as it relates to Donald Trump on the economy is that he has taken a far different approach uh, to uh, handling economic issues than uh, presidents uh, in the past. Uh, and they ha- it has resulted in some uh, uh, outstanding returns including first uh, the, uh, a great piece of legislation, and that were, was the uh, tax cuts that he initiated uh, in his first year, eliminating uh, regulations beyond the number of regulations eliminated by any president uh, in history uh, and freeing from the shackles of regulation business and industry in the United States to jumpstart was with, uh, what was the slowest recovery in U.S. history from a recession as severe as we had back in 08-09. Uh, also redoing trade deals, uh, huge for the United States to bring 
jobs back to the United States to bring money to repatriate it back in the United States. Uh, The cutting of the corporate tax rates, something the Democrats and Joe Biden are absolutely opposed to, a a huge boon to the economy, and that creates jobs. And I'm going to get to jobs and unemployment here in a moment. Uh, But it's these sorts of tax cuts for the middle class. And when the Democrats scream and holler about the fact it was for his buddies in the top 1%, uh, no, it it wasn't. Uh, Independent sources have uh, repeatedly talked about the fact that the average family of four received $2,000 just in tax benefit from those tax cuts. These are uh, the folks that really drive the economic engine of the United States, the middle middle class. Uh, Donald Trump took on China, leveling the playing field uh, for American workers, as well as other countries in the redoing of these trade deals, as I mentioned, bringing uh, uh, back uh, median income, by the way, uh, went up during uh, the first three years. And I'm going to exclude this last year, which is really an anomaly. Uh, But his policies raised median income by an average of six or uh, median income uh, by $6,000 per family. And the gap, this is very interesting, this statistic Uh, which I saw also from an independent source, that the gap between the lowest quartile of uh, income earners and the third quartile, the second lowest, 32%, that gap closed under Donald Trump's first three years. And between the third quartile and the second quartile, the gap of uh, income earned in those quartiles closed by 28%. What we're talking about is not, oh, it's a widening of disparities. No, the income is going up, and the gap between the quartiles is shrinking. And this helps the minority communities. Unemployment at the lowest rate, lowest for black Americans, lowest for uh, women, um, black Americans in history, uh, women as well in history, Hispanics in the last 50, 60 Uh, years. Manufacturing rose when Biden and Obama said it was dead, never to come back. Uh, So all of this really reflects that this is a president who knows how to drive the economy and expand it. GDP really is at the core of that. And and it uh, was well above 3% several quarters during those first three years. Joe Biden, will raise taxes, the Green New Deal will kill the economy, and he will reinstitute uh, stifling uh, regulations. Uh, And frankly, that means unemployment will go up, the economy will slow down, particularly if he shuts it down as related to the coronavirus. Ron, you're up. Uh, well, Andrew, I would say uh, first, we Biden recognizes that we need to address COVID effectively so we can reopen the economy safely. Uh, and uh, let's talk about a couple of the points that you raised, and I'll fit some other pieces in along the way here. Uh, President Trump inherited a recovering economy, which was slow, but it was steady. And it turned out to be the longest or second longest economic recovery in the history of the United States. Um, And so while the economy underwent some significant stresses when it was, you know, in in 2008, 2009, when it was recovering, um, it was steadily recovering. So the platform was already in place. The train was already moving because of the work that Obama and Biden did. Uh, when President Trump took office. Uh, When he did take office um, and instituted that almost $2 trillion tax cut, uh, I guess you you get different information than I have uh, because my information is that basically the top 1% of the income earners um, benefited directly from that tax cut, and corporations got it. So I'll simply ask your own listeners, um, if they think back to those to that time, uh, did they see 
higher income in their own bank balances uh, as a result of President Trump's tax cuts. Um, and if they did, good for them. But uh, I suspect most of them would say, nope, didn't see it. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have a, a plan uh, that would help stimulate our economy. Um, it would include two years of debt-free college for everyone who qualifies to get into college, um, which would free up individual resources to be spent on housing, cars, jobs, and business creation. Um, it would not include any tax increases for anyone making under $400,000 in income. So even though it's oft stated that the average person will see a tax increase, the fact is there is nothing in Joe Biden's plan that would would uh, result um, in that. Uh, the Green New Deal that you mentioned, um, that is an outlier, which was uh, not what Joe Biden supports. That was an outlier in the, in the primary race from some people who had different, more expansive ideas on it. And while the goal, of course, to address climate change is, is critical and important, um, uh, Joe Biden supports a narrower focus um, that would not have the kind of impact initially that uh, you were suggesting. But it should be important to note that the Green New Deal, while it may cost some jobs in coal and, and carbon-based resources, will result in many, many new jobs in clean energy. And that is where the world is going, because with climate change, um, it's unsustainable uh, to uh, maintain the old world carbon-based, uh, oil-based economy. Uh, Joe Biden uh, would bring our immigrant workers into the open, paying income taxes, uh, give them a path to legalization, allowing them to maximize their talents and contributions to the economy, um, including uh, the Dreamers, uh, many of whom, um, you know, very talented individuals. They play an important role now in the economy, and this would give them a chance to, to be even stronger participants. Healthcare is a huge component of our of our economy, and right now uh, there's a drag on the economy because of all of the money that gets spent um, in our healthcare system, especially from people who are not insured, uh, because we are paying their costs of the care that they receive, or the costs when they're not receiving care and they're missing work uh, because of uh, their illnesses, uh, and uh, with a public option like Medicare available under Joe Biden's plan, uh, keeping the Affordable Care Act in place so we would not eliminate the ban on excluding pre-existing conditions. We keep coverage for kids up to age 26 on their parents' plans, uh, no annual or lifetime limits um, on coverage. Uh, that will keep people working, will keep people healthy, and will reduce some of the costs of the health care system. Um, he wants to expand coverage to 4.9 million people not included by the Medicaid expansion now by giving them premium-free uh, coverage as well. Um, and uh, he would allow Medicare to negotiate with drug companies over drug prices, probably the, the single biggest error um, in the Affordable Care Act when it was passed because it tied the hands of the government um, in negotiating reduced uh, taxpayer expenses on uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, in the end, a healthier population means a more productive population for our economy. Um, and that's the long-term direction we need to go. Well, I agree with your last point uh, regarding, uh, in the end, healthy uh, folks are better for uh, the economy. Uh, I will say uh, having the government run uh, health care uh, would be a, a disaster and a disagreement. Uh, we have on on that point. The other point, uh, you know, that we had a slow but steady recovery with uh, Barack Obama. Uh, true, it, it was trending, and it was the slowest recovery ever. Uh, listen, when Bill Clinton came in, uh, he took full credit for the good economy that he had, and no Democrat said, "Oh, it was the predecessor that did it." No, even though it was coming out. And by the way. Ronald Reagan turned the worst economy, stagflation, remember that, back with Jimmy Carter in the 70s? He turned it around completely in uh, three years uh, with a uh, huge, the huge Reagan tax cut. Donald Trump has uh, done, that, uh, done that as well. 
Uh, he has continued and put on steroids, really, the uh, recovery that was so slow coming out of the Obama-Biden era. Uh, you have listed a litany of uh, costs and programs, and uh, we wonder how that might occur. And if you take a look at the Joe, or how it might get paid for, if you take a look at the Joe Biden website, you can learn more about his view on the Green New Deal. It's all right there. We're going to be right back, and we're going to uh, talk about race relations. That may do it for us on the other side, but if we can get to the U.S.-Israel relations and Middle East policy, we'll try to do that as well. Make sure to stay with us. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. Stay tuned. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. We're back. It's the Victory Hour. Van Halen. Fabulous. We are joined today by Minnesota State Senator Ron Latz taking on the role of uh, defending Joe Biden and his uh, past and his policy views. I am taking on the role of defending Donald J. Trump for his uh, as he seeks his second term. We're going to talk now about race relations. Two minutes. Ron Latz is on the clock. Hard to fit it all in. in yes. Time frame, man. It is. Uh, so race relations are, are uh, a very complex um, issue, and it's really important to recognize the importance of the bully pulpit of leadership. Um, at the top, the tone, the language, the dog whistles uh, that uh, President Trump has been utilizing from his first campaign 
for president and throughout his candidacy. Uh, when he says that uh, in, in uh, Charlotte, when you had um, a, a big uh, protest and, and uh, people on both sides of the issues of race relations there, including many who were marching, saying um, the Jews will not control us, um, those people are who Trump was referring to as good people on both sides of the issue. Uh, even most recently in his presidential debate, where he absolutely refused to condemn white nationalism and, in fact, told them to stand back and stand by. They, white nationalist groups, have turned that statement into a logo and their own marketing messaging. Uh, so this is a president that has encouraged by his words um, and his failure to say the right things at the right time. The kind of express racism that many of us thought for years was, uh, was um, underground. Uh, now, race relations um, are affected by that, but we also have to be prepared to acknowledge, to look in the mirror and say, we do have issues of systemic racism within our communities um, that 20 certain seconds, Ron. Thank you. Certain attitudes, certain preconceptions get translated into behavior toward minority communities, and particularly the African-American community, and the way police forces have, in some places, over time, treated their African-American communities um, has resulted in a great deal of stress, pressure, um, and, uh, and terrible relations. Um, and we just need to start by recognizing it's an issue. And uh, Joe Biden supports good, strong law enforcement, but he's also prepared to take the steps to address the concerns where they exist um, and change behavior. He would establish a task force on prosecutorial uh, discretion. Um, he would expand the Department of Justice's power to address systemic misconduct by police and prosecutors. He would restore voting rights. Um, he would decriminalize uh, marijuana and channel drug offenders into treatment rather than just uh, increasing the population of the prisons. Very good. Uh, let me respond by saying uh, Donald Trump does not believe that the United States is a group of hateful racist people or that our history has resulted in a system that is hopelessly and inherently racist uh, Joe Biden believes that we have systemic racism in this country. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't uh, agree with that. While Trump was vociferously condemning the looting and rioting by uh, an organization uh, called Antifa uh, and called them out, as well as an organization, not the idea of Black Lives Matter, but an organization called Black Lives Matter, that was involved in some of the setting of fires. Uh, members of those groups have been arrested uh, and, and, and uh, of both of those groups. Those are groups, in particular Black Lives Matter, that have now uh, become a part of uh, the Democratic Party, a large part. They've, they've taken in hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, Joe Biden and the Dems are either silent when this was going on for a long time, uh, or actually supporting those uh, peaceful protests. Uh, you know, if you look at Donald Trump's uh, history, and by the way, the Charlottesville quote has been debunked. Look at the video, Ron. You really got to do that because he didn't say what, what you're uh, suggesting. Anyway, the Criminal Reform Act that uh, Donald Trump put into law, Opportunity Zones, lowest black unemployment uh, in history. He's a pretty bad racist if he's a racist. I will tell you, Ronald, I appreciate it very much. Next time, I hope we have more time to have this debate and discussion. For everyone out there, thank you to Ron Latz, and uh, join us next week with Congressman Pete Stauber. Until then, have a great week. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. 
Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. It's about how we overcame poverty and hardship by not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we are supposed to vote for. And guess what? You can do it too. That's right. And we want you to hear our personal story for the first time. Uprising, the new book by Diamond and Silk. Available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com. AM 1280.